0: This is First, Last, Best, Worst, the only podcast recorded on a Tascam 4-Track cassette tape. We explore
1: the craft of songwriting with our guests as they perform the first, last, best, and worst songs they've ever written. I'm your host, Carl Banks. I'm Taylor Rogers. And I'm Paul Blackwell. Thanks for tuning in, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of First, Last, Best, Worst, um, we are here today with Audrey McAlpine,
0: McAlpine, <laughs> in Bushwick, kicking it. How you doing Taylor?
1: I'm, I'm okay. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I slept in Unemployed. too late. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: this is what
0: we went through over last time.
1: Yeah. I'm still kind of in the same, I just <laughs> sleep too much. And then I went to the store to get a sugar free monster energy drink and they only had a regular monster energy drink with sugar so now I feel like it's kind of throwing me off my game and um, yeah that sounds rough I'm just saying don't expect too much uh, from (laughs) me today
0: all right well no one ever you guys are gonna have to carry um, this one for me how are you doing Carl I'm pretty good I'm pretty good I'm booking this tour out in um, in Montana I got that's kind of like where I'm eventually heading but uh, I was thinking about how like uh, when you're booking an independent tour it's like it's a lot like online dating. Have you ever, you've been, you've online dated, right?
1: Yeah. So it's like a lot of,
0: you get kind of attached to somebody you don't even know. And then you send them an email and then you never hear back. And it's like, it it hurts, you know, it doesn't really hurt because you don't know the person, but you like entertain these fantasies. Well, that's what happens with all these venues. Um, Emailing, I like look at their photos, and I'm like, I'm I fall in love, and I'm like, oh, it's good. it's gonna be full, and then I send them a really heartfelt personal email, and then they never get back to me, or they just get back and say, uh, no, we're booked that day. It's just it's a lot of rejection, is what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, man, I'm, yeah, I think that's a really great analogy. Okay, like you see, yeah, you like see the the, uh, like you see the pictures online, right? You know, you yeah, see, like, exactly. I was like, oh, that sound system looks cool. Like I could. I could really see us
0: kind of like, yeah, you know, moving along. You know, like <laughs> exactly. I hear wedding bells, you know? I know, I know. And then it's just rejection after rejection or ghosting, which is like fucking venues and they're ghosting me, you know? But whatever, it's still cool. Carl, you're a catch, dude. <laughs> I
1: don't care. Saying. You know, these venues, they just don't, you know, that's.
0: yeah they're missing out all right (laughs) that's what i'm trying to say but it is also so stupid when you're just booking yourself and you go as you like perform as your name because it's like carl banks is the you know like it's like clearly i'm writing the email and it like i can't really i don't know it just sounds so silly you know when you're like especially band bios man you read band bios on the fucking internet they're so bad
1: yeah has there ever been a good one no there's never been a good one um and it's also weird that they have to talk about themselves in third person.
0: <laughs> and you know, Jeff fucking did it. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff, the bass player, is the only one wearing glasses. He's the only one that knows how yeah, to type. He, like, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like hailing from Nashville, and then it's like with no bias for genre. I yeah, it's like it's like a fun, like an innovative,
1: new <laughs> right. take. On, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah distinctly unique brand of blah 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 it's like it all sucks but you got to do it anyway this is not a podcast about band bios get it off your chest carl (laughs) i just have been reading a lot and also venue websites they also you know this is the place for you like who's reading that on your website and like this is the place for me Well, I just said that I was, so I'm talking myself (laughs) in circles here. Anyway, anyway, I don't want to talk about that anymore. This is a performance podcast, and we have Audrey in the studio with us. Hello, how are you doing? Audrey McAlpine. McAlpine, McAlpine, sultry,
2: southern, from Nashville, (laughs) Tennessee. Yeah. Uh,
0: You have you you make websites, huh?
2: (laughs) I've been known to.
0: (laughs) It sucks because you have to do the bio. You you, there's no option. You know that's like the first thing they need, but it just there's there's not too much to do with it. You know, put your hometown and where you live now, yeah, in your last album. Uh, so we would like to hear your first song. Can you can you play it for us? Yes,
2: I can. This is called What a Man Does. Awesome. Oh, there it goes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Since the very first day he called me his fiancee. It's a promise he made and I'll keep. Tells me we're gonna marry, yeah, as soon as he meets daddy, and then all these problems will go away. And I knew him well, as far as I could tell. The difference of days had done us good. But he's a little a bit older in head, strong like a bouldery roll into my bed and he blooms Cause a man does what a man does He comes and he goes as he may He wants what he gives and he gives what he wants And that's love at the end of the day for a fight Hung up his crown And it was me that he found His new reason for living in spite And he's an old-fashioned guy He made my old mama cry When he sings my songs and his praise Though our life, it is touring in his love has its weight and a logic that I can't keep straight Cause a man does what a man does He comes and he goes as he may And he wants what he gives and he gives what he wants And that's love at the end of the day as the fire fall a fight and I see when he's going full well knowing he'll be back in my arms come daylight cause a man does what a man does he comes and he goes as he may he won't Once, and that's love the end of the day Cause a man does what a man does
0: That was fab- fantabulous <laughs> That was great, Thank you. That was a very well-constructed uh, first song Yeah, yeah. Well, How you.
2: How old is that? That is, um, I guess I was 20, oh, I I, guess I don't need to say my age, but I was, <laughs> it's like four years old.
0: Okay. Oh, wow. And, cool. And uh, why did you pick that as your first song? Uh, is that, um, I mean, very first one you wrote?
2: Yeah, it was actually. That was yeah. the very first song I wow. ever like, actually wrote. And, you know, you write a bunch of stuff when you first start writing and it's mm-hmm. just like half-baked. or Yeah,
1: like little diddly bops. <laughs> yeah, diddly 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 bops, yeah. <laughs> that was the first time that like a couple diddly bops came together and they made a whole bop a whole bop (laughs) yeah Yeah. exactly um that's cool that's a that's a very uh, like mature song you know in a lot of ways for like your first composition Mm
3: -hmm.
2: yeah Uh, it's got kind of like an old soul quality to it it's funny because you're wearing a a carolina t-shirt and it was um i was writing it i was driving down from um through the dismal swamp I think it's called, in mm. the northern part of... Like, I didn't know if
0: that was we, an adjective or if that was like... Um, no, it actually...
2: No, it's, it's called the Dismal Swamp. Yeah, it was it? named yeah. by George Washington. <laughs> yeah. It was really the Dismal Swamp. And it's he the, did not it was, like that swamp. <laughs> no, he did He's not. not big swamp guy. So it's long and straight, and I wrote it on a couple of little postcards. like Or not postcards, post-it Posted notes. Post-it notes? Driving. It's like think, one of those great moments
0: you got struck by lightning yes exactly oh, that is so cool good yeah. thing like the post-it notes didn't you didn't lose them you i know, know exactly <laughs> I yeah know. uh so so you get out of the swamp and you have this song constructed in your head with no guitar you had the lyrics
2: yeah and that's sometimes like for me i hear uh i don't know because i'm not much of a guitar player i'll hear them and then i'll try to figure out what it is via mm-hmm. guitar
0: yeah that's so. cool that uh, not the only person to say that, but most people uh kind of work the other way from the other way. But I I tend to experience that too, where you get it in your head and you're like, I just need to figure out these chords. Yeah. And but the, so it's not super simple chords. I mean you have like a D uh seven, a D to D seven. Um did you and then you come up with that on guitar?
2: Yeah, those were like all those kind of first position chords mm-hmm. were like ones that I had played with. And then of course there's the one that I I'm a big Dylan fan, so he does this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like such a Dylan thing. So. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah.
0: and it's the first. Yeah, first thing I do when I pick up a guitar too yeah. is like that. Uh, so any, <laughs> yeah. anyway, uh, so you're in uh, North Carolina writing the song. Uh, is that where you're living at the time, or yeah, are you was, just driving around? there? I was so?
2: there doing. Um, I was there for like a month in a place called like the Inner Banks on the Albemarle Plantation. So it was and it was funny you'd go into this place and after like a mile up the road you'd lose all your cell service so it was kind of isolated oh that's cool not by choice but it was <laughs> kind of a happy coincidence
0: yeah and uh, and so then how how does songwriting move forward for you i mean are you like at this time thinking this is what i want to do i want to write songs and be a singer or is it just something that just kind of came
2: I no don't... yeah i think that was just like a a, a I was just doing open mics and things like that. And mm-hmm. So it was fun to be able to play, you know, your own song when you go out and one that you're proud of. Yeah. versus, you know, that was like that's hearty in it's tr- like structure and stuff like that that you can be you know, not embarrassed about. Proud to play or, it. Yeah. You're
1: like this is a full bop. Yeah, it's a full <laughs> bop. Exactly. <Yeah. laughs> um so when did you when did you start playing music just in general? Um did you start when you were a kid? Did you have like did your parents buy you an instrument when you were young or
2: Yeah, no. I was I did choir. I was like a choir girl. And then I got a guitar when I was maybe 12, like a baby blue. I'll never forget it was Christmas and I was like waiting so much for this guitar and my mom comes down, and she goes oh, my gosh, who got a guitar the night before Christmas? And that totally it ruined. ruined it, <laughs> yeah. ruined it, ruined the surprise. But
0: but you got the guitar nevertheless.
2: And I never played it. And I'll really? never forget, my dad had a friend who was a big guitar player. And he gave me these CDs. And it's like when you put it in the DVD player, when they had DVD players, uh-huh. I still do, I guess. And I'll never forget, they made a joke. He's like, and then everyone's favorite string, you know, the G string.
0: (laughs) Eject.
1: I
2: was like, what's a G string? I was like 12 years old. I didn't know.
1: All those guitar (laughs) instructional videos are just like, just the worst, painful. sweatiest dudes. <laughs> yes. Like just nerds. It is it's like painful. they got into rock and roll because like rock and roll is cool, but they're still just nerds. <laughs> yeah. And they're sitting in a basement with a black like a, a like a light blue or a white background <laughs> right. and they have no social skills. And they're just like, um and, and like they're and they're like they can shred. Yeah, right. A lot of them are like Eastern European too. A lot right. of them are like Russian dudes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and
0: God. they have, like, greasy hair. Right, a ponytail sometimes. Mm-hmm, yeah, definitely. A lot we're of ponytails. Yeah, yeah. receding hairline. Not there's anything wrong with ponytails or receding hairlines no. or anything, but that's a, it's a look. It's an, dude, the weirdest looking guy is an old rocker guy. He's, like, simultaneously fat and skinny and, like, <laughs> long hair but short hair. It's just, like, a bunch of contradictions. And, like, every sound guy at every venue is that guy. I mean, women can be sound people, too. Sorry, I don't mean to make... Yeah, I'm really
2: offended. (laughs)
0: I'm sorry. That was, like, anyway.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: But anyways, uh, yeah, so what what were, like, some of your uh, kind of formative influences musically?
2: Hmm. I would say I I grew up, obviously, in a lot of, like, Dylan and that kind of thing. And then I really liked Joan Baez. I got Hmm. into all those... Really folksy stuff, like I'm sure a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really listen. I wouldn't say listen to music until I moved, uh, even to New York. Like I had a really just childish uh, understanding of music before college. So you went say. to college in New York. I did. Okay,
0: yeah. where'd you go to school? Um,
2: I went to NYU. Oh, you went to here? Mm-hmm.
0: for art of some no, sort. I no, I wish. You no, know, <laughs> I'm not
2: that. Uh, talented i would say i I did like uh i did languages
0: oh cool mm -hmm. well that makes sense yeah i mean the uh that song like the it's very wordy and like the wordplay is really good like i was saying for a first song you know where you have like a double rhyme that's like something you know i or at least i didn't pick up until years later that that you don't only have to rhyme at the end of the line you know Mm -hmm. in the middle of the line sounds really good yeah yeah so you're interested in ling- in linguistics and language, and yeah, stuff. and
2: li- like the way that language sounds, I think is obviously yeah very mm-hmm. interesting. It was it was written about I was living well, I was out in um, I was like sort of in between Texas and there, and so it was about a relationship that I was at at the time. And looking back on it now, though, it's I almost look at it as somewhat sarcastic as a oh, song yeah? too, depending on. How, it's, how I mean for it to be and who the audience is.
0: Can, so. you, can you talk a little bit more about that? What do you mean exactly?
2: Yeah, so to say like a man does what a man does, is um, he wants what he gives, he gives what he wants, and that's love at the end of the day. It's like, you know, oh, well then, it, it, it's sort of, I guess, I don't know. I can see how that
1: could be taken yeah. two completely opposite ways.
2: Exactly. Yeah, I, I like that. Sometimes I'm in Texas, people come up like, oh, wow, I love that. Yeah, like you would love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you kind of miss it. <laughs> <clears throat> That's
0: hilarious. And so, uh, so you go from open mics to, uh, you, and now you work at a, in a duo. Is that what you? I saying? do.
2: Yeah. So I play with a guy named Hugh Trimble, who I actually um, met briefly up in New York, up at. A venue called Muchmores. I don't oh, know if yeah. any of you guys
0: I that. know that I do I great do kids' place. music there yeah. on Thursdays. And
2: I met we we met one night kind of strangely. He was attending bar and we were there till like four in the morning doing Ozu shots or something. Yeah. I felt <laughs> that I might we're keeping this guy up. But um and then he moved to Nashville, him and his wife, and we all kind of linked up and um, I think it was like how most good things start. It was late night and we we're just playing songs and uh-huh. we're like, Hey, our voices sound good together and we vibe so it's yeah. crazy like
0: those musical connections because they're undeniable and when you get them it's like bam
2: mm-hmm. but then
0: sometimes you like and you think it would be with somebody and then you're playing and you're like we're just not
2: kind of like the venues you're saying like you hope you look at it online right. and you're like oh man i hope that we vibe with this venue and right exactly you know, they ghost you <laughs> yeah <laughs> right they ghost you
0: or you get there and it like and there's a clash and you're like oh this is not this was not right. <laughs> yeah, it was
2: definitely something that worked well. And, and it's relatively new, <clears throat> I would say, since our first show was in um, September 6th. Oh, cool. So it's in a really new project. Yeah. Cool.
0: Where were you playing in Nashville?
2: We played at a place called Vinyl Tap, oh. um, which is kind of like a record store beer place. Nice. Um, cool. But they do a lot of shows.
0: That's cool. So
1: that uh, that takes us up. That's what you're doing now. So uh do you want to play something that's uh, that's newer, like your Maybe. newest <laughs> yeah. song? Yeah.
2: So this is, I've started to write a little bit more. I write with the group's called Sister Man, the duo that we're in. But I'm trying to write a little bit more on my own, mm-hmm. just to see. I
3: how don't know is. how that how
2: that how that works. Um, and this is one. It's really freshly baked. I okay, cool. This is a song called Gypsy Soul.
3: On the streets of Seville You left me many miles from home I tried to chase your wagon down I'd gone as far as I could go But in your path you left a tambourine It was dangling from a tree And I was not the only gypsies for the playing cards and leading lovers to my door I don't know what it's for but I've got a gypsy soul and it was not long that I caught the bug and I had to travel too seemed a mystery was waiting and that the road might lead to you. And I saw the columns, I touched the swords, I rode this land backwards and forwards. Still there was something that was calling me. is what our gypsies? Chances on a Greyhound bus Silver and gold Only leaving stories to be told
2: And I'm just still working on it. No,
0: awesome. <laughs> uh, so let's talk a little bit about the process of writing this one. This one clearly not just one inspiration and you wrote it because you're working on it. But... Um, how long has it been going and and how to like what's the actual process that you work on these songs with
2: yeah this was one i don't even remember writing it it's mm-hmm. kind of like when you look back through your notes and you're like oh this song i forgot about this one um, do, you,
0: do you have chords or to with the lyrics or is it just lyrics
2: it was you're... mostly lyrics so really i wrote it and i came to write it on piano oh, and so cool. like trying to get it to sound i feel like piano is a lot more expressive mm. as an instrument yeah. for me at least and I think you can add a little, like little different notes on top of things, and add little. Yeah, because they're all ornaments. right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. you have more
1: fingers to work with. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you have twice the number of fingers <laughs> touching. Actually, touching well, you only, notes. you yeah, you only well, you only have four fingers on a guitar. We <laughs> mm-hmm. got the. But you have too. ten fingers on a piano. I know this
2: is a radio broadcast, but I have all ten all fingers. All ten yeah. fingers
1: for everyone to
0: know. <laughs> I'll verify that. Yeah. I'll ver- <laughs> Check mark. Um, <laughs> so you're writing on piano. Uh, do Do you have a piano in your house?
2: I do. And yeah, oh, that's really nice. I'm fortunate enough to have that. Yeah,
0: know. that's great. So uh, you have it. Do you like chart it out, or do you just like as a no? Lyrics you know, and-
2: yeah, I mostly write. I even with piano, I just write like the chords. I'm not much of a Like I think with a lot of kids, you get piano lessons when you're a kid, and then you hate it, and then you right forget it, and then you learn it again. So. That was kind of, that's my relationship with piano. I'm not like a super pianist. Yeah, I just
0: know it from guitar. Like, we had one. I know guitar chords, so I could play that, you know. Mm -hmm. So I enjoy it. I never had the, you have to learn it. (laughs) So it's enjoyable.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, my mom used to play it. And I remember I would write, she would, uh, I would like write random notes on like the, on the staff. And I'd be like, play this. And she'd be like, uh, boom. <laughs> i was like, okay, maybe okay, not. No, That's my composure. Right. Yes, yeah. I'm done.
0: You just think you just throw some dots out yeah, there and then done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Beethoven. <laughs> so, so um
1: so when did you start like writing this one? Like what's like the gestation period of this?
2: Yeah, I would say it was um hmm, probably this fall. Okay. And then I kind of put it to bed for a while and mm-hmm. then picked it back up and especially when I wasn't able to really get it on a guitar how I wanted it. I kind of put it away for a while as well because it wasn't easy to play yeah. out. Oh, right. You know, like at a at a show or right with friends. And, th- and
0: yeah. things take a different form once you start playing out than other people. You know, if you are playing with friends, they start to morph it, and sometimes yeah. you just need it to be louder or whatever because you are in a bar or something like that.
2: And it becomes real. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That yeah, good point. Yeah, Um, but yeah, that's
1: a that's a really cool song. Uh, and i i guess you're not totally done working on it it sounds like you you're, you're try, still trying to figure out how to wrap it up
2: yeah for me i think the third verse is i don't i'm not a big bridge person i don't okay like that's what bridges. i was going to ask do yeah. you, uh,
0: you want to be a b section in it or a... uh,
2: yeah i don't know i feel like bridges are, always feel a little cheesy to yeah. me and then i never then, know where
0: to go either yeah. it's like you put some weird minor chord or something
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then it has to be this overarching statement of the song and it's mm-hmm. like okay, what am I, re- and it, it's it's good, but it's you have to face the music literally and be like, what am I trying to say here? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my struggle with that one is like, okay, there is this person who is this, feels that they have this gypsy soul, right? And they're, at, at first, they're driven by this person that makes them to feel like they're following them in mm-hmm. their the you know. end of the road or whatever leads to you. Yeah, but now it's like now they've gone through maybe this path on their own. And what's the overarching message here? I don't know.
0: You don't know. Don't. Do you, would you consider this one autobiographical, or are you are you writing fiction in this story?
2: Um, it's less personal than some of my other songs, which yeah. I think that's something that I don't know. Maybe you guys can chime in on too. Is I think there's a delicate balance in songwriting between being like overly personal and also you know having it be real
0: yeah i think the best uh advice i heard i heard this interview with ryan adams and he was saying that all his songs start out personal and then he doesn't uh he allows them to go off wherever they want to go you Mm -hmm. know what i mean like if you want to start if you want to Take the story out into the woods or whatever. You don't have to go out in the woods to do it. You just like let the song go wherever. I try to, but I, I don't know. I'm, I write a uh, very autobiographical. Yeah. And, you know, I def- can't not for some reason. There's I have difficulty. a,
2: I was reading, um, you know, the song Wild Horses by Rolling yeah. Stones. Oh, yeah. And that was too. written by, um, oh my gosh. Graham
0: Parson? Is that a Graham Parsons? song? Oh, I thought it was oh, written I don't know. by,
2: uh, oh my gosh, I'm having a total. Brain a a here. stone or somebody yeah, else? Yeah, the guitar player. Keith. Keith, yeah. Keith Richards. He wrote it I guess about his daughter and then um Mick Jagger came in and kind of made it more of a love song. Oh, yeah. And I thought that was interesting about the song cuz it is you know how it, it it if you read if you read through the lyrics like the first verse is very specific to mm-hmm. maybe his daughter. Right. And then the chorus kind of brings it out a little bit and maybe that's what makes it a great song and that's part of the benefit of co-writing is you can not pigeonhole it so much
0: and then it makes it universal which is ultimately what you're trying to do uh with all art you know
2: yeah like how does someone else see what you're doing and yeah exactly
0: right it's see and but ultimately they're seeing themselves in it Mm -hmm. you know because that's really the only you have to connect that way which was what music i think music is the best at doing that um you know if you see a performer they're singing something about themselves like it, it emotionally it will bring me to a place that a painting can't a movie mm-hmm. might be able to, but music, I think is. I've never been way. moved by a painting.
2: I don't know. Am I alone in
0: this? No, I'm, I've never cried at a painting. Maybe <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Maybe a song bring it out like that.
1: Maybe you just never seen a painting big enough. <laughs> maybe
0: if you saw like a really big one,
1: you would feel an emotion.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like a little scared. Well,
1: I think, I think, I think music is kind of like the, uh, be, just because you are using, uh, you know, you know, most music like utilizes the human voice, which is like probably the most personal right. tool of expression that anyone has. I mean, it's it's because no, it, it, like I mean, any every other thing like even playing an instrument or you mm-hmm. know like using a paintbrush is like it is like more removed than just like using your voice your vocal that's ports. just inside of you. Yeah,
0: and a lot of instrumentation ultimately you're trying to get to. A voice, you know, guitar solos. You watch really good guitar players; they're mouthing, they're singing it. what You know what I mean? Yeah. Violin, you know cello. what they're saying with it. Yeah. What are yeah. they saying? Oh, you know, well, I thought the, you meant um, like depends. watermelon, watermelon, water- <laughs>
2: <laughs> watermelon, <laughs> watermelon. <laughs> I, I heard
0: when I was a kid, you could say watermelon oh. over any song, and it looks like you know the lyrics to the song. Oh <laughs> no, we can't well, do it can't on the radio. Yeah, yeah. yeah
1: but it's really. Impressive. That makes sense.
0: <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, moving right along. Yeah, let's get to uh, let's get to your best song. Yeah, do you have? Oh, man. you want to talk about this one?
2: Yes, uh, this is it's it's a, my best song because I like it because it has a story to it, and again, it's not personal to me specifically, mm-hmm. which is something that I think is hard to not be like in self indulgent as a songwriter and just like write about yourself and
0: your, right, and, you know.
2: Um but it's about this guy Mark Ross. So I when I was doing like cutting some EPs, I was up in Pennsylvania and um working with this guy who he he plays he used to play with like BB King and stuff or like mm-hmm. open for him and he has really? some fun stories about being backstage with him and he's just wanted, again, <laughs> one of again one of these <laughs> one of these old musician guys. Yeah who, but no ponytail. No pony
0: skinny fat though. <laughs> but,
2: but, yeah. Sorry Mark. <laughs> sorry Mark. <laughs> And um, so, anyways, this was the morning before we were going to go and record. And I had a couple of beers, and it was really hot out. And I was sitting outside, and I wrote this song about him.
1: Excellent.
3: Hey, Mr. Rockabilly, tell it to me please I'm laying down beside you, Put me on your knee I'm all ears, for the lessons I could learn I know it's taken you years, now it's my turn He said, hey there pretty lady, come on over here Won't you sit on my lap, let me whisper in your ear It starts from the first, love of a song And as you get older, you need it to get on I said, hey, Mr. Rockabilly, why don't you give up the ghost already? Cause ain't no one believe what you say, but I believe you anyway, yeah, cause I Lot of luck can make a man or break him too It happened one day, he's not much older than you When a gust of wind and sang a tune In my ear was the man up above And his message was clear He said, hey there, rockabilly, better sing along That tune that you're humming, it belongs in a song Write the blues of your neighbor in a country tune And after a while they may sing with you Said, hey, Mr. Rockabilly, why don't you give up the ghost already? Cause ain't no one believe what you say, but I believe you anyway, yes, I will.
0: damn that was amazing yeah, that was awesome. I, I love that it. song I loved it. I love you. your voice is amazing. We touched on this a little bit earlier that you had done some choir at a younger age did you do you have any formal voice training because it's such a unique voice it's so it doesn't you know oh, thank you. it's beautiful
2: um no, I don't you know i didn't I just did choir and I used to actually it was funny when I first started singing I was like i did, I couldn't sing really high mm hmm so I always thought I was not a, a good really sing- good singer because like well yeah. that was gonna
0: be my question like I guess you're like a tenor or I mean it's, it's yeah beautiful. I
2: did I used to sing with the boys yeah. <laughs> which was fun in its own right but yeah
0: but it's like it just gives it uh, yeah it's like makes it like um, I don't know spookier or something and it just like gives it this beautiful vibe I Oh, love it. thanks uh, but yeah so that's what I, that's what I'm curious let's talk about this song though why do you, why do you pick it as your as your best
2: yeah I guess like i was saying before i just like the um the story behind it i do it's a lot of words so it can be a mouthful for mm-hmm. me to play i'm always playing with like where do i breathe yeah in this song i
1: mean you can definitely see the bob bill influence in just kind of like the way you're kind of like packing those words in mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel it doesn't feel uh Rushed. like you're shoehorning them in if it, it, it still feels natural which is is really cool because yeah, that can be kind of hard to do like fit that many words into a melody line and make it sound like mm-hmm. it's, you're just trying too hard. Yeah. So Which good, maybe
2: it does sometimes depending on.
1: It didn't come off. Yeah. That way now, yeah, but yeah but I thought it sounded great.
2: I think that's something like when I write a song, I always make it faster. And I, one of the things Mark would always have me do is like slow him down. Mm. So I don't know if you guys have found that too. If that's the tendency, yeah,
0: I tend to rush constantly because I want to rock out, you know, and that or yeah. like I'm nervous or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and yeah. just like slow down. You it's know?
1: more. It's just more fun to play fast. Yeah, but sometimes mm-hmm. it doesn't sound as good. Yeah, because people, it, you don't give people enough time to process or like right, especially lyrics breathe. because
0: you do need to take them in and think about them. I was struck by one lyric in the song, kind of touched on what we were talking about. Sing, uh, sing your neighbor's blues, and eventually they'll sing with you. That's like what a beautiful line is. That is that um, self-referencing the song. Right? Is that is that what that means? Uh, not to dissect yeah. every lyric. No, but,
2: no. I I guess could you elaborate on that a little?
0: Bit? I mean, you're kind of singing about Mark, right? Or mm-hmm. like, okay, so mm-hmm. like, is it like sing his tune? So then maybe he'll sing with you, or like this. I don't know. Oh, that's where I was thinking. That's where I was. Yeah. Gr- I just took it as about.
2: like a general sort of thing with music. Like yeah. if you play enough, if you play something that people like, they'll sing along with it. Right. With and that's what I mean about
0: yeah. that's what we we're talking about earlier, where it's like it's so true that like you, you know, sing a universal truth and it, then it catches. Yeah,
2: exactly. And even the even the chorus of the song is a little more like anthem-y It's not as wordy as the verses. Mm-hmm. So it is almost like, I guess, self-referencing. a little Yeah, bit.
0: that's cool. It's a great song.
1: Thank yeah. you. I like it a lot. Um, but you know what? I'm tired of hearing things that are
0: good. I wanna hear something that's bad. <laughs> as a matter of fact, uh, as bad as you got. Yeah. We wanna hear your worst song. Oh, okay. <laughs> How do you feel? How do you you're you're looking a little nervous now that we're at <laughs>
2: So that it's I don't know. This is like a tough question. I imagine it's like when you go for an interview and they're like, what are your worst qualities? And you're like, I'm so hardworking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah.
0: Because I, I was thinking about this on the cab ride over here. Like on some level, you, although artists rarely say it, you think all your songs are great because you wrote them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You put them out or you took the time to write them out and think them through or whatever. So it's like, nobody says, Oh, all my songs are great, but kind of like deep down inside, you're like, they're fucking yeah. awesome. You know? Yeah. yeah. Why would you do it? If not, is kind of how I approach it. So anyway, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So this is the, the worst one you got, so but this you is, secretly love it.
2: Yeah. Secretly. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I would say that it's um, the worst one. Cause it's only two chords. Okay. The whole song is two chords. <laughs> I got a lot of those (laughs) in my my repertoire. I know, and it's like it was it was actually the second song I wrote after "What a Man Does," Mm. and um, it's something that I really like the sentiment of, but I feel like the I could have delved deeper into, Mm -hmm. Um, and even musically, like I was always trying to find a third chord to fit in with it all, and I never could, so I just kind of let it be, let it lie as it lay, Um, and it's called "Maybe Tonight." All right, let's
3: hear it. So get used to that (laughs) Tomorrow is the day I'm leaving I don't want to fight No more This evening boxes, let's have a glass of wine. Let's sit together and talk about the good times. Maybe tonight we could give it one last try and the past behind Maybe Tonight Maybe Tonight I'm starting to feel like the old me I'm starting to feel like the girl that made you fall in love smile like that how did we lose track but now to see you pull back well it makes me think that maybe tonight we could give it one last try and maybe tonight we could put the past behind and maybe tonight For old time's sake, a little give, a little take, baby. Maybe we could take tonight, and maybe tonight we could give it one last try, and maybe tonight we could put the past.
0: mean i'm not gonna say it was bad <laughs> i yeah. liked it i like the two chords too yeah they they sounded jazzy
1: i feel like it probably could use a third chord <laughs> yeah right i don't yeah. know what the third
2: chord would be <laughs> yeah I mean either C? maybe on the bridge again there's <laughs> the, a bridge the B it B could section. use some different chords or something yeah do
1: it, um, sounded, it sounded pretty yeah i like but it. it i mean it definitely didn't have like as much structure or like things that, it, that interested me like your other it's, it's definitely not as like well composed as the other stuff that you were playing, well, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> but it's
2: interesting because it was like there are chords that I stumbled upon that aren't like just like G and C. Da, uh-huh. da, da. So I don't yeah. really know what, what the chords are. So yeah. it was hard I think it to was a major
0: seven, and um, I don't know what the second one you're, was.
1: You're just sliding up the neck, and you're 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 leaving yeah, like the same seven. the same like uh, it would be a B minor, but with string a
0: string, yeah. So what? what's the consensus? That would be, a, it would be, it would be, uh, uh, I'm sorry. An A my, uh, minor, A major seven into a B minor. Oh. Um, but then the, the E is ringing. So I don't know what that would be. It would be some, anyway, yeah. that's yes. what it is. <laughs> no, I know. Cause I, cause I, my the very first song i ever wrote had the major 7 in it cuz i thought i thought i made that chord up you know you're like yeah. what if i do this with my fingers and you're like whoa it sounds so good and it's so so jazzy you know
2: but then you don't know where to go with it right the exactly throat, so. so you
0: slide it up yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's uh that's that's the common that's a common move in all <laughs> all songs i feel like um uh do you have albums out like is this a like a song that's out or do you um just kind of play shows and stuff
2: yeah i if don't you- I- I have like a SoundCloud. Yeah. Um, so do we. Audrey McAlpine. Yes. Okay. So do you guys. <laughs> and I also have. Um, you know, we did. I did some videos with this company called Mental Media. I, I call them a company, but they're a group of guys that I'm um, friends with out in Oklahoma, of oh, really? all places. <laughs> and they do they do um, some really high quality like videos. So they did one for me, um, and then they did one. They did two for Sister Man.
0: Oh, okay. So, are these live performances, or do they take your tracks and then make you a, a yeah, video? Yeah, they're proper?
2: they're one take sessions. Oh, okay. It's just so it's just like yeah, one take, and mm-hmm. they video it, and they mic it all up, and they're they're pretty good. I mean, the ones we did with Sister Man are out in this creek, and oh, okay. so you can see it's like the. Every time that, like, these birds would, like, chirp and keep chirping, like, incessantly, (laughs) we're like, oh, okay, this take is done. It's not going to happen.
1: Uh, Like, in, like, you're beside a creek? Or are you like in the creek? <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> up to our knees in the creek. You are? No.
2: Oh. <laughs> Very
1: cool. Taylor believes
0: everything. Be... No.
2: It's actually a dried out creek, so it's kind of oh, like lackluster. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, this takes on a different form then, okay? It's not know, a r- an real empty creek.
2: creek. No, it's not. No, no, they should change the name. Yeah, totally. The
0: hole in the ground.
2: <laughs> yeah. No. Hole in the ground takes.
0: <laughs> but for this song, is it on your SoundCloud? Like it, like. Oh, this one is, yeah. It is. And okay. We we've recorded this so one. you recorded with, it, you like, Get enough to record it is basically what I'm getting yeah, at. Yeah,
2: yeah. I guess so. We did it, we did it with um we did a couple of those with Mark because at the time I only had like four songs mm-hmm. in my whole life. So I just did all of them with Mark, uh, who I mentioned obviously mm-hmm. earlier. And uh I don't even think Mark knows that Mr. Rockabilly is about him. Oh really? Because it's kind of like give up the ghost already. I kind of felt like uh, see, I wasn't getting yeah. that
0: sentiment from I felt like I I was feeling like you were saying that a little bit, but the overarching thing was like he's still a rockabilly. I don't know. That <laughs> yeah. I mean, was, you, I can't, you know, I can't, I I can't mean
2: let go it, of the but dream. I feel bad too. <laughs> like, well, if he would have been. I mean, he seems like a, a tragic
0: yeah.
1: character in that song, though. Like, you know, like kind of like no one else believes in you, but I do. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> like that scene in uh, in you Hook a- in Hook when like uh-huh. only one of the little kids oh, believed that movie. he was. Oh uh, uh, yeah, Peter.
0: Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And he starts squishing his face. Yeah. Oh there you are, Peter. Yeah. Uh, um that's what I thought about. We were reference hooking
1: wow, and really, that's what you thought about. Yeah. Well that scene always gets me in hook when he's like the one kid is like, I believe you. Yeah.
2: The scene that always gets me is when they have the feast with all the colors. I love oh, it too. I love it that looks too. so delicious when it just
0: appears out of nowhere because it's like you know they can't he can't see it until he finally believes and then I know I've always wanted to eat that food too. I know. <laughs> what is it? What is that? food? <laughs> um, hummus, I think, is what it, just different colored <laughs> hummus. <laughs> um, so people can find your music on SoundCloud, your, yeah. yours, and then uh, uh, Sisterman is. Do you guys have stuff out besides these video sessions, or are you no. guys just kind of playing shows? and?
2: We're just playing shows. We, I I always, in Nashville especially, you get a lot of people who are a little bit, they jump the gun. Like, they put an EP out before anybody even wants to listen to their stuff. Oh, right. And I think that's better to have people that are like, oh... I like that song. How can I listen to it? And you say, I agree. Well, and no, I think
0: that's no. yeah, have it. Yeah, I think it's true for yeah. songs, too. A lot of times that you could just like let them sit for a while because then they come back and you and they have you to come it. to the show. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so you playing shows. Do you have one lined up at all? In we Nashville? do. Mm-hmm. What are you playing in Nashville?
2: Yeah, so we're playing um, the February 16th. For the Chinese New Year at D's Country Cocktail Lounge, which is a kind of like local musicians hangout, I guess you could call it. Like it's where it's just a total dive bar, but it's up in Madison, north of where I live in East Nashville. And then um, and then we're playing at the five spot on February 21st. Oh, cool. So you can catch us there. (laughs) Yeah. In town.
0: Come check it out in Nashville. We got a lot of listeners in Nashville. Yeah, it's a big, it's a big, it's a big first, last, best, best worst worst. town. Yeah, Carl and Taylor and Paul are in town, and we shoot our finger guns. Ah. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) But uh, Audrey McAlpine, thank you for coming in and playing our game and singing our song and singing songs for us. Yes, how do you feel about it? You feeling Uh, good?
2: I feel great. Yeah, Yeah, now that feel better than when I started.
0: (laughs) Well, the I mean, you did a really good job. It sounded wonderful. Thank you. Well. Guys, this has been another episode of First, Last, Best. Worst. If you would like to get a hold of us, email us at flbwpodcast at gmail. We'd love to hear from you.
1: Absolutely. We love Reader Mail and uh, follow us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Thanks a lot. All right. Peace and love, everybody.